I want to focus in a different way today, as you would expect. Um, I, I'm especially concerned about home here in Australia, our land of Australia, and uh, God's concern uh, for the way things are going and uh, moving away from uh, from from Jesus, really, and uh, not moving away so much from belief in God, but moving away from uh, seeing Jesus as God and uh, and trusting Him, um, or as Josh has said, uh, believing in him uh for uh, for salvation and for uh, for the meaning and hope uh, that we can have in life and so i i just want to uh, remind you of a couple of basics and then i want to have three reflections on those basics uh, as far as our own neighborhoods are concerned montmorency and and you know wherever you're from <laughs> um the the uh, the whole concept of uh, of mission is modelled on Jesus and uh, and his mission was summarised in John one fourteen where it says that the Word Jesus became flesh that's the incarnation in fleshman he's taken on human and, uh, he took up residence among us or as uh, Eugene Peterson paraphrases it uh, he moved in next door he became one of our neighbours and we observed his glory the glory is the one and only Son from the Father. Are full of grace and truth, and so the idea of uh, of mission is enfleshment. It's it's to become a part of the neighbourhood, it's to be embedded in the neighbourhood, and it's to show everybody the glory of God. It's to show, and and the glory of God is grace and truth, and uh, and truth is not so much here uh, telling the truth. It's that it's the real deal. So so we are to uh, are to be full of grace, which is the character of God, and show that Jesus is the real deal. Uh, by the way that we live and by the things that we say and so forth. And so that's really the basis of mission. That's what we're talking about. And God actually calls all of us to that. It's not a, a special uh, sending thing uh, to uh, to get us together and say, yeah, I'll send you and I won't send you. God actually calls all of us uh, to, uh, to, to go um, or as we're going uh, to be involved in mission. And um, that comes out when Jesus later on in John chapter 20, verse 21, uh, says um, that as the Father has sent me, I am sending you, and that was to to all of us. I believe that mission is is something that all of us uh, need to own. It's been passed on to us. So this idea of enfleshing, of making real in the neighbourhood the character of God, is what mission is all about. And in Matthew twenty eight eighteen to twenty, which is we call the Great Commission, there are a number of verses that actually deal with the uh, commissioning of us as his followers but Matthew 28 18 20 uh, he, he says uh, go and make disciples and uh, the, the the words there are actually as you are going on the journey that you have started that go and make disciples the word go is a present continuous and it's as you are going on the journey that you've already started so it's not a special mission that he is sending anybody on he's saying look the journey is ahead of you and as you're going on this journey make disciples and the idea of making disciples could be translated in enroll people as learners bring them alongside bring them alongside as people who are learning about jesus and and learning about what jesus can do for them and experiencing god full of grace and truth now it strikes me that Jesus modelled this. He modelled this discipling, obviously, with the twelve and, and others, uh, by making friends. You know, he starts out and he calls them alongside and they journey with him and three years later he turns around and he says, I call you friends. I don't call you slaves. I don't call you servants. I call you friends. And so he, he, he was uh, on this journey of making friends, really, and then seeing what God did with that. 
And uh, Matthew 28 says, go out into all the world. And, of course, that includes all of the neighbourhoods of the world. It includes Montmorency. Uh, it includes Greensboro. It includes Mount Evelyn, where, where I am at the moment, including uh, all of the neighbourhoods um, that we inhabit, including that little village in Zambia and including Thailand. But it also includes the neighbourhoods that are our own. So that's the basis. You know all that, but I just had to say it to, to make sure we're all on the same page as to what mission is really all about, celebrating mission on this particular Sunday. I want to give you three reflections, and we um, we don't have a whole lot of time. This is stuff that we could probably um, spend weeks on discussing and, and so forth. And so, um, you know, I'm not using an overhead um over here, there's a term from the past. I'm not using slides on PowerPoint, PowerPoint slides. Um, I'm, uh, because it's a bit more difficult on, on Zoom and so forth, but I will make these notes available if you're interested in, um, after hearing this teaching on this, uh, three reflections. If you're interested in me sending you a copy of the notes, I'm very happy to do that. And, um, you can get me on email at David Roach Wilson, R-O-A-C-H, David Roach Wilson at um, gmail.com. So three reflections. The, the first one is that relationships are the key. You know, God's mission is building friends. God's mission is building relationships. God's mission is withness, to be with them. And relationships are the key. This was modeled by Jesus, as I've already said, three years of ministry with the disciples. And in the end, he calls them friends. John 15, verse 15. Um, he is uh, he, he is modelling the making of friends who can learn what it is to be loved, who can learn what it is to be cared for, who can learn what it is to be respected, because the, the, this is what Jesus did over the three years of ministry, not only the 12, but the women and the children and, and the lepers and those who are disenfranchised all around, marginalised, the poor. Um they all experienced what it was to be loved and what it was to be cared for and, and uh, what it was to be respected. Maybe these things they'd never experienced before and in Jesus and his building of friendship with them, building of relationships with them, this is where uh, they, uh, they experienced that. And then he said, love one another as I have loved you. So really the mission that he's handing on to us is a mission of love. It's a mission of building relationships, a mission of building friendships. It's not a, a mission of going out and saving people. It's a mission of going out and befriending people so that they can experience the saviour. <laughs> That's that that's that's the difference. Um and uh and, and we need to be aware of that. Love one another as I have loved you. Now, a guy by the name of Dave Ferguson, who's a pastor in Chicago, um, I think it's Chicago Community Church, I think it is, and uh, Dave Ferguson, and he's developed this um, uh, program, for want of a better word, word I, I don't like that word when we talk about reaching people, but uh, he's developed this thing called BLESS, B-L-E-S-S, and uh, and I think this is a great way you can find it. if you Google Bless uh, and Dave Ferguson you'll find lots of stuff on um, on the internet with it. Um, but the B stands for begin with prayer, you know, praying uh, the beginning of the day, praying uh, about the opportunities that we're going to get that day, about the people that we will meet that day, uh, beginning with prayer.
Uh, the L stands for listening, the importance of listening to people in the building of friendships, in the building of relationships, um, the importance of listening to people, really listening so that we know where they're at. And then uh, what he calls eating, you know, setting up, having a meal. I, I like the E to stand for engage rather than eat because engaging can happen in, in many, many different ways. It's not only over a meal, although having a, a meal together is a wonderful way to engage uh, with our neighbours and with our friends and so forth, but engaging. Well, the first S is serving, giving of ourselves, helping, ministry of kindness, um, being there for other people. And then the fourth S, our uh, second S is, uh, is story. Uh, being able to share our faith stories with people in a very natural sort of way. And that's a, that's, it's a wonderful, uh, thing to be involved in or to be aware of this bless series. Um, so have a look at, uh, Dave Ferguson on, on the, uh, internet and, uh, you'll get some really good stuff from that. So the first reflection is that relationships are the key. It's not a program we're talking about. It's not going out in some special sort of uh, mission opportunity. It's just simply making friends. I think I probably told you before when um, Debbie and I first moved into the CBD in Melbourne, into the high-rise apartment uh, from the uh, Bible College campus out there in Glenroy. Uh, we moved in and people would say, oh, you, you're going in to plant a church, are you? And we'd say, well, we don't really know what we're going to do. We're just going in to make some friends and see what God does with that. And God did some remarkable things in our 11 years in the CBD of Melbourne. Um, but uh, that, that was our mission statement, if you like. We're just going to make some friends and just see what God did with that. And that's the first reflection. Relationships are the key. The second one is that opportunism is the methodology. Now, some people talk against opportunism. Oh, no, it's not opportunism. You know, you've got to actually go out there and you've got to sort of be strategic and have your, have your goals, your mission goals and your, and your mission vision and, and all this sort of stuff. But actually opportunism, just looking for opportunities in the everyday is the methodology uh, for making friends and for seeing what God does with that. Now, I want to talk to you just very briefly about uh, four types of opportunities that the church, that we, should be looking for. Now, the first one is what I call everyday opportunities. They're the opportunities that come up just naturally in your day. You're doing these things anyway, and these are opportunities that God gives to you for mission, the building of relationships, the the, the spreading of the love and the grace of God. It's interesting in uh, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 8, verses 1 and 4, it talks about the persecution that the church was experiencing and how the believers were scattered from Jerusalem into Judea and Samaria. They were political refugees, basically. And it says, as they were going, so there's the Great Commission, as you were going, going about your normal everyday affairs, as they were going, they were announcing, it says, which literally means making known the good news. Now, some people have said they were gossiping the gospel. And so um, these uh, people who were in Jerusalem being persecuted now are political refugees. They're scattered into, uh, into Judea and Samaria, which was a fulfilling of the Great Commission because that's what Jesus told them to do. And they were simply, as they were going about their daily affairs, 
they were spreading the good news. They were making known the good news. Now I can imagine a scenario, you know, this refugee family moving to walk into a town in Judea or in Samaria and, uh, and, and sit down at the local cafe or whatever it was. And, uh, and, and, and people say, Oh, you know, wh- where are you from? Oh, we're from Jerusalem. Oh, you know, how come you're way out here? You know, what's going on? Oh, well, we're actually running for our lives. You know, we're being persecuted in Jerusalem. Oh, why were you being persecuted? Oh, well, now that you ask, I'll tell you. You know, and so on. So you see, it's just a troll everyday event of being able to share what's going on in our lives and to, to experience or to express the grace of God and the love of God. That's the idea of mission. Romans 12, 1 in the message, um, uh, says it really well. Romans 12, 1. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life you're sleeping eating going to work and walking around life and place it before god as an offering embracing what god does for you is the best thing you can do for him i love that paraphrase of it that's eugene peterson from the message take your everyday ordinary life what you're going about what your diary says you're going to do take that ordinary everyday life sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. There's your mission opportunities. And so what would that look like today, this everyday opportunities? Well, it's the things that you do every day. That's your mission. You're on a mission as you're going, as you're going on the journey that that you're already on. (laughs) Help people to experience the grace of God, the love of God. Use those opportunities to make friends and see what God does with it. You see, there's no extra burden on your daily schedule. Some people say, oh, I wish I could be involved in mission, but I just don't have the time. You know, I'm so involved with the kids at school and I'm so involved in, in going shopping and I'm doing work and, 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 you know, then there's the garden that has to be done and, and I, I just, I, I just can't be involved. Well, you see, you don't have to create some new opportunity to be involved in mission. You just simply say, We'll take this ordinary everyday life and I'll present it to God as an offering. It's no extra burden on your daily schedule. The best opportunities that you'll ever have for being what I call a grace distributor because that's what mission is all about. A grace distributor. Distributing grace around the neighborhood. That's what we're called to do in the daily opportunities that we have. If you mapped the neighborhood, if you, if, if you took a diagram of your neighborhood and divided it up into uh, all, all of the different sectors of society. Uh, you as a church would be involved in probably every one of them. You know, you go to the post office, you go to the bank, you, 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 you're involved in the kids' school, you you're, uh, might go to a council meeting, you're involved in the politics, you might catch a bus, you're involved in transport and walking around and you go to the park with the kids and, and you're involved in cafes and you do your shopping there and so on and so on and so on. You see, these are daily opportunities in the neighbourhood. You're there, you're embedded and you're journeying in the neighbourhood and these are opportunities for mission. That's the first one. The second one, and I've got to speed up a little bit here, uh, the second one is um, uh, neighbourhood created opportunities. So the first one is what comes about in your everyday life. But then there are opportunities that are actually created in the neighborhood. 
uh, I was thinking of uh, Acts 17, 16 to 34, where um, uh, Paul is in Athens. And I uh, remember he goes walking around and he becomes very disturbed about the idols and, 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 um, and all of the stuff that was going on there. And uh, he's invited to come and speak at the Areopagus, the uh, university lecture hall, if you like. He's invited to come and speak um, by some local philosophers who uh, were quite interested. You know, they, they'd heard him and were quite interested in, in what uh, what he was saying. So they said, oh, new ideas, come and talk to us about it. You see, that was a neighbourhood-created opportunity. It wasn't started up by the church, and it wasn't something that Paul would naturally do in his everyday opportunities. But because he was there, he was invited to do something that the neighbourhood was already doing. So what would that look like today in, in Montmorency? Well, it's all about getting involved in what the neighbourhood is already doing. You know, there might be a play group on when you take your kids there. There might be a library reading group that started up by the local library. Church didn't start it up. It's already there. It's in the neighborhood and it's going on. It might be a men's shed program that's already going on in the neighborhood and you decide to become involved in it. It might be an op shop. You go down and you become a volunteer at the op shop. School programs, you know, there's so many things that the neighborhood is already doing. And, and one of the things that we tend to do as the church, we become a little bit exclusivist at times. You know, we remove ourselves from those things that are already going on and we think we've got to start up everything ourselves. And, and you know, I've heard people say, oh, you know, you can't, you, you can't rely upon um, the, the neighbourhood-created opportunities because you don't have control over the program and, oh, they might have this and that and, and, and the other thing there. But that's one of the best opportunities for mission, becoming involved in what's already going on in the neighbourhood. Now, yes, that is something that adds a little bit uh, to your your daily schedule, and so uh, you may not be able to be involved in that. That's okay. But there are times in our lives, such as retirement, for instance, um, where we we do have a bit more discretionary time, and we come we we can become involved in uh, in, in in opportunities that are created by the neighbourhood. So that's good. It's a way of doing mission. Uh, and, and, and it's not to go in and start preaching, you know, or, or anything like that. It's to go in and say, make friends, make friends and help them to experience the grace and the love of God, uh, in, in those opportunities. The third, uh, sort of opportunity is what I call partnership created opportunities. And that's where the community and the church join together to do something, uh, to, to, together. So the church is involved and the community is involved and they're working together. So an example, in Montmorency, you might read in the local paper of a park area, of a kid's park, that, that needs a lot of nurture. It's run down, it needs a lot of, you know, the equipment needs fixing and there might be needles, heroin needles or whatever, stash of, there might be graffiti on the walls and so forth and, and, and it needs a lot of nurture. Um, but uh, the church isn't the only organisation that's concerned about that. Other people in the community are concerned as well. And so you get a working group made up of concerned citizens, in- including uh, church members, uh, to do something about that park for the benefit of the neighbourhood. Well, you see, that's an opportunity where the community and the church are working together and uh, it's a great opportunity for mission. Again, it does add to your daily schedule, so not everybody can be involved, but there might be some people. There might be a street that, that it gathers together, you know, in Montmorency uh, to, to do something about that area. And so it's a partnership. It's a partnership between the church and the community. And it's a way for, for the community to experience the church and, and, and to experience the church in a different sort of way because, folks, 
believe, you know, we, we all believe, we all understand that the profile of the church, the community profile of the church is, is suffering today, uh, pretty, pretty drastically. And we need to help people see that we're grace distributors, that we're people who care about our neighborhood, that we're people who are involved in the mission of doing good in our neighborhood. And a partnership created opportunity can certainly do that. And then fourthly, uh, there's the church-created opportunities. In other words, the church sets up a program to meet a basic need. There might be no youth groups in the area, so you set up a youth group. Uh, there may be a number of uh, people who are retired, and so you set up a university of the third age. You know, you have a, have, have a time of using your building um, uh, to, uh, to, to teach uh, economics, to teach history, to teach indigenous issues, you know, whatever it might be. And so, and, and the church sets it up because nobody else is doing it. Uh, might be a way of, you know, setting up a Christianity explain group or, or, or a series of, uh, similar to, to that. And so, uh, you're involved in mission through a, a church created opportunity. But did you notice the order of those four things? That's really important because the most important thing to remember about mission is that it is as you are going. As you are going, going about your daily lifestyle. If other things drag you away from those most important opportunities, then I think they're wrong. I, I don't think you should be involved in that. If they're dragging you away from the opportunities that God gives to you in, in your everyday, um, uh, going about sleeping, working, shopping life in your neighborhood. That's the number one opportunity. You see, we have a problem in the church in, in that when we think of mission, we think of programs. Uh, when the church sits down for a planning program uh, for the year of this coming year of involvement in the neighborhood, we think programs. We think about the church setting up a program to meet some needs. We're going to be involved in mission. Let's start up an event or let's start up a program or let's start up a group and let's get people motivated and involved. Well, that's what's known as an attractional and programmatic. It's attractional because we have to invite people in, attract them to what we're doing. And we, and, and it's programmatic because it's all based on programs and it takes oftentimes takes people away from their best opportunities to do mission. So as we're thinking about opportunities for mission in the, uh, in, in, in the neighborhood, we need to prioritize it. First of all, what are you already doing? What are you already doing? Pray about that. Begin with prayer and listen to the people you're involved in and so forth going through the BLESS uh, program. Uh, what we need to do is to encourage, equip and affirm the best opportunities that we have in our daily lives. You know, reporting on the mission of the daily life is something that uh, I, I think is a great opportunity in our local churches. Encouraging one another and affirming one another in our everyday opportunities. And then equipping people uh, to do just that. And so uh, that's uh, just a couple of reflections um, that I have on the, uh, on the process of uh, mission, on the involvement in mission. And so to conclude, I want to read those verses from Romans 12, 1 again. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, 
going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Romans 12.1 from the message. I'd encourage you to consider making this your mission statement for the coming year and see what God does with that. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you that you have entrusted your mission to us. We thank you that you have uh, invited and called and empowered us to be involved as grace distributors. Please help us to see new opportunities for that in our daily life. We get involved in what it is that you're already doing as we go about our journeys. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy and your love. And thank you for giving us opportunities to put us on a mission of distributing that around our neighborhoods and in our workplaces and our families and our schools. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.